Ladies of the turning table. 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 Ladies of the turning tables. Welcome to the Ladies of the Turning Tables, the podcast. Hi, I'm Super Gail, a passionate DJ and turntablist, creator of the Brussels Cuts Scrap Jams, music lover and a woman and non-binary empowerment guide. I want to showcase and bring to light the path of creative women in the music industry, what they love, the struggle we face, in short, our life as creative and unapologetic beings. For this first Ladies of the Turning Tables on Radio Vacarme, a Brussels-based brand new radio that just started to air two or three days ago uh, this week. Today we receive DJ Kisa, a Belgian-born DJ, turntablist and event planner, and a single mom. She talks about how she started to DJ and her career in the music business. She will give you her tips for making a career uh, in the music business, hiring DJs and things to concentrate on and stuff to avoid. So you can follow DJ Kisa on Instagram, Facebook and on djkisa.com. Let's go guys. Hello DJ Kisa, how are you? Hello, I'm fine. Thank you. Thank you for the invite. It's very nice Welcome. to be here. <laughs> so you're Belgian DJ, right? Yes. Okay, so can you present yourself maybe in a few words? Uh, yes, I'm DJ Kisa. I was born and raised in Ghent, Belgium. I moved to Spain for, I lived there for 15 years in Barcelona. I started to DJ in Spain, actually. It grew out of the hip hop movement. I used to be a break dancer when I was in Belgium. And then I started DJing in Barcelona. Uh, which is for me more or less the same vibe. Uh, and then uh, I had my own production house in Barcelona called Fleve Fleve BCN from Barcelona. And we did a lot of uh, dance contests, uh, expos, um, spoken words. Um, we did concerts and DJs. So old school, new school, everything. And it was amazing. And then I came to Belgium uh, about three years ago uh, to give birth to my daughter, Imani and yeah then there was COVID and then uh, stuff changed and then we started Flava Flava BE Belgium so let's say the concept of uh, Barcelona in Belgium with uh, workshops for children uh, graffiti um, skateboarding dancing so breakdance and hip-hop DJing and MCing, like beatboxing, for example. Nice. And then we did also concerts and uh, DJs. So that's what we started now, little by little, in Belgium. Perfect. Wow. So I would say this is more or less it. And DJ-wise, uh, I've been DJing a lot in uh, broad, so different countries. And the turntablism, because I know that's what we're talking about today, I actually learned it from uh, Rob Swift from The Executioners, Uh, DJ Immortal from uh, Miami Scratch Academy, uh, also uh, DJ Rendezvous from Dust Effects, and um, yeah, more DJs. But actually, the thing is, I'm not DJ nerd turntablist or something. I just like to do it, and uh, apparently, I have a good transformer. Ooh, nice! But I'm not a, I'm not the king of kings, and I'm not the scratch nerd two thousand. But I really like the vibe. I like to be juggle a little bit. I like to scratch a little bit, and I like to touch the 
techniques, let's say a little bit without being too nerdy inside it because I re- I'm a party DJ. So I like to rock the party. And I think that uh, even in party rocking or definitely in party rocking, we need technique because nowadays the technique is a bit lost. Uh, it's no longer so much focus on technique and more focus on, let's say, vibes or songs and which is, of course, very, very necessary. But I think technique is something that gives an extra sauce to the to the DJing. Thank you. Definitely also with parties, yeah. Quick mixing, um, yeah, all those things. Even body tricks, stuff like this. <laughs> so exactly. I'm, I'm really, I wouldn't say I'm the king of it, but I say the king because the king is always supposedly more important than the queen, although we don't think so. <laughs> but I'm doing it like an ironic thing. So I'm not the king like it in it, but uh, I, I like to do it and uh, I at least do something a little bit. So yeah. Thank you. So you already answered a few questions I had, but uh, so yeah. what brought you to DJing? Because you were starting as a breakdancer, right? Yes. What brought you to the turntables, basically? Maybe. One day, a friend of mine from Spain, she told me, do you want to accompany me to a bar? Uh, I would like to do a despedida, which means a goodbye party, because she she was Italian and she was going to leave to Italy. And I said, yeah, why not? And I came with her. And then uh, the guy of the bar said, do you know any DJs? Because maybe you can invite a DJ to come play. And she said, oh, maybe Kisa can come play. And the guy said, yes, because apparently you have turntables at home, so you can come play. play." But the problem was, I really didn't know how to play. I had a couple of uh, vinyls, one of TLC, the other one of NWA. And uh, it made no sense whatsoever. And my friend said, yeah, come, let's do it, because then we get free shots and stuff like this. (laughs) Just do it for fun. So I was like, okay, why not? I'm just going to come like this. And really, uh, we made a whole party out of it. But musically, it must have sucked so much. I don't even want to know. But uh, the guy, he was very uh, fond of us, apparently. I I say us because probably it's also because we brought another girls and there was a lot of vibe and stuff like this. So uh, he said, Kisa, I want you to be a resident of my club every Wednesday. And I was like, you're crazy. I don't even know how to DJ. I'm just putting one song after the other. A, B sides, I'm switching it up and I'm not even thinking musically. And he was like, no, I really want you to come every Wednesday. I remember very well and I will never forget. You get 30 euros. And I was like, wow. So I'm like, okay, why not? And then I started doing this, but I felt a bit, um, let's say, treacherous against the hip hop world because it was like, I was really sucking at it big time. So I uh, started looking for new music. I started looking how to really mix one song into the other. And I, yeah, I started being alone in my room and focusing on it because otherwise, yeah, this was not gonna, one time you can do this for a joke, but not 350 times, you know? So little by little, (laughs) I started focusing a little bit on the technique uh, because I thought it was also important because the music I was playing, even though it didn't make sense, one song related to the other, uh, I wanted it to sound a little better than before. So after summer, he said, thank you very much for your uh, services, but now we have no DJs anymore because summer is over. So my temporary job that I wasn't supposed to have was gone. Uh, not really a job, but it became a little of a, a little bit of a passion was gone. So I didn't really think about it either. 
And then the 28th of February was going to be my birthday. And I was walking around uh, without any purpose in the city of Barcelona. And all of a sudden, I passed by a bar where they put a thing outside saying we have everyday DJ. So I entered into the bar and I said, yeah, 28th of February is my birthday. Can I come play here? And they said, yes, of course. And I was like, how easy is it to be a DJ? You go somewhere, you ask and they say yes. I was like, huh? Of course, it's not like this all the time. I was just lucky or God. That's said, good. That's good. That's good. I don't know. But um, they said yes. And I said, don't you want to hear a mixtape or something? And they were like, no, it's fine. And I'm, I'm like, yeah, but I want a DJ on my birthday. They were yes, it's fine. I was like, what is this world? So I started DJing on my birthday. They loved it. And I became a resident every Friday since years in Barcelona in this bar called Sifo, S-E-F-O. They became friends and it was amazing. We always had a great time. So, and then from that point, actually it's never stopped because I, uh, I saw more people that saw more people. Then I started traveling. I saw more people and yeah, I don't know. It actually never stopped. That's uh, <laughs> the, the story. Amazing. I love it. So, so basically it was kind of a, of a, a random situation that, that got a bit like Out a bit. Yeah, and and then now you're suddenly you're resi resident twice, and uh, and then poof, you're a DJ, and now voila, that's so yeah. nice, so nice. And every everything started in uh, Barcelona. Yes, everything okay. started in Barcelona, and then uh, I got more and more residencies, and then I also got uh, the the B sides of all the things because. Now everything sounds so beautiful and nice and this and that. But then I also got some people who ripped me off and people who weren't treating me so nicely and this and that. So I used to be uh, 10 years with a Dominican guy in Barcelona. And he told, he was a very, he's basically still a good friend of mine. Uh, and he told me, Kisa, why don't you actually do your own parties? Because everybody's just trying to get theirs and you don't really have such a, you know, big th thing in it. So do your own parties because people come for you and they will follow you and actually I did it and it was amazing it was amazing because I started actually having a lot of contact with other DJs that I invited to my parties and I also started traveling a lot for example I had DJs from Miami and I played in Miami they played in Barcelona uh, London France everywhere literally so that was a very nice time I didn't do the parties so often I did uh, once a, a month on the on the long but um It was a really nice vibe for me because I started also booking bigger artists like Lords of the Underground, Dos Effects, um, Smith and Wesson, Afura, Jero de Damaja, wow. uh, Gavlin, Reverie, etc., etc. So we did all those bookings also with DJ Glow, with so many names. You can follow Flavor Flavor BCN to know all the names. Uh, but we had, uh, yeah. A lot of concerts, which was a lot of work also, but it was uh, yeah, very rewarding and also very interesting for me to learn to know all these artists, to talk to them about music and about life in general, because yeah, hip hop is a lifestyle, let's say, you know, and it's just for me, it's very cool to know in hindsight that I have such a big hip hop family even though now I'm in a country where I haven't lived for 15 years. So even though I'm Belgium and I was born and raised here, I feel a bit, sometimes I feel a bit like an outsider because I haven't been here for so, for so long. And ever since I've been here, there's been COVID and I've been a, I'm a mom, so I don't go out so often anymore. I do go out, but not so often. And it's not like I feel like I'm in Barcelona 
or I feel like I'm, I'm in New York or something like this. So let's say I feel it's nice to have lived those experiences and to have this big family, hip hop family that backs me up or that, that I consider friends uh, from a long time ago, let's say. So nice, big names and a lot of uh, experience. And so, so basically what you're explaining right now, it's like after DJing and being a resident for, for some people, some bookers and uh, agents, basically, you decided yes. to become your own agent and to create your own venues, right? Yes. So well, create my own venues. No, because I don't own any places, but um, to, let's say uh, my lemma is I work with everybody everywhere. Okay. Yes, okay. I work with everybody everywhere. I don't work for somebody somewhere. Okay, so so you're the concept the is sometimes misunderstood because some, for example, I started Flavor Flavor BE, Flavor Flavor Belgium. Now that I'm in Belgium, and uh, some people say, and where do you do it? And I say, uh, everywhere with everybody, because also hip hop is unity, you know. And I have the impression that sometimes some people are like this in the business like they they want unity and they want uh, people together and some people are very exclusive like only those and only this and i think uh, we can learn from anybody anybody all the time uh, yeah. people who, who begin people who are advanced everybody has their own uh, life lifestyle uh, experiences etc so it's it's nice to share and eventually we're just sharing the same passions so we should just chill Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't say it better. Couldn't say it better. She <laughs> didn't share the skills and have fun and you know. Yeah. Yeah. The 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 lifestyle. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Actually, I embraced it as well. So for the same reason, because it was a a big family, uh, same mindset of openness, sharing the skills, uh, good yeah. music. Uh, so yeah. So that's why I'm still mm -hmm. in it as well. That's also true. empowerment and also yeah, yeah. inclusion, uh, exactly. all types of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for example, in when I went to New York, I, I went very often to New York and I played in New York very, very often. And every time the, the vibe I got there was always, even though I wasn't the best DJ there, was always, you go girl, you go girl. It was always very motivating. And why not? I mean... Uh, if somebody's passionate about something, they will practice. And if they will practice, they will become better. So even though they start from a point where they're not that good, if you motivate somebody and they will, uh, if they're passionate about it, they will become better. So it's all good. It doesn't matter. Um, of course, yeah, there's different styles and different um, tastes. That's good. Eh? You, I might some, sometimes not like the style or a taste of somebody, but I shouldn't therefore dis or exclude that person, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. uh, speaking of taste, um, what style defines you? I mean, if you have one style, uh, <laughs> or many maybe, but what is your, let's say, main style of playing in the parties and the, the, the gigs you... you yeah, you, it's a good you, question because a lot of people, um, because we did Flava Flava, we, with Flavor Flavor BCN, we did a lot of uh, old school parties. So some people, they when they would tell about me, they would say, she's an old school DJ, she rocks the old school. And that's true. I do rock the old school, but actually nowadays uh, I'm a resident for a French radio station in Lille called Pastel FM. And um, I play only new school because I think for the radio, the aim is to play songs that were never heard before. Also to not bore myself. And uh, yeah, agree on that. And then, <laughs> not that I'm bored by the old school or anything, but uh, 
yeah, it's nice to rock a party, uh, old school party and stuff. But I just think that in the radio, I like to play songs that are brand new. So let's say uh, I, I like both old school, new school. I like hip hop, dance. I like funk, soul, hip hop, dance, all R&B, Afro beats, trap, future beats, even house. Yeah, on piano nowadays and everything, the, all the related songs. I like those styles and I like to mix it up. And I think that if you uh, would give a correct image of me, it would be like uh, I I play all the funk, soul, hip hop, dance, all R&B, Afrobeats, trap, uh, dance, uh, future beats and piano songs in a mix, old and new, the grandfathers, the daughters, the nephews, the cousins and uh, yeah. Stuff Everybody like is uh, having a good time. <laughs> From all around the world, because there's also something that I've learned traveling as a DJ. It's cool to be able to do a DJ set in one country or one city, but it doesn't mean that you're going to be able to rock the same set, for example, in London, Paris, uh, New York, etc. Because they have a different style, a different vibe, and not every set is just ready to to be transported somewhere else so it's also very interesting to have all those songs from all those countries and that's why i think it's interesting to stay in contact with all those artists uh, from all the countries because first of all i like the music and secondly it's cool to share for example on the french radio the songs that i get from the barcelona people and so on so yeah that's something i like okay so basically you're making the perfect transition for my next question would be like <laughs> do, do you like to dig records <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, okay, nowadays the, the digging isn't anymore like it is before, eh? because if you want, I can uh, transport you to, the, to my real digging phase back in the days when I was a teenager. Please show <laughs> us your record, record yeah. porn moments, yes! Yeah, yeah, got a, I got a whole uh, record uh, thing, so yeah, I do, I used to really dig. Yeah, like, nice. for me, this is digging. I mean, uh, and for people who can't see it, like I have a vinyl wall. There's even vinyl that got lost in the traveling between Barcelona and Belgium because traveling between one country and the other or moving between one country and the other is not so obvious as, for example, between two cities. But yeah. um, I used to really dig and I used to buy vinyl and A1 records in New York, for example. Oh, A1 records. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's so yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, rock and Soul in New York. Also, I got a lot of things from Rock and Soul. I got uh, a lot of vinyl from secondhand markets. Actually, let's say when I, I used to play only vinyl, by the way, when I was resident in those two first places was only nice. vinyl. That's also why I said like, yeah, I was playing AMD sites, literally, let's say. I still play, I prefer to play, for example, Serato vinyl. I know it's got nothing to do with the real vinyl, but um, yeah, I'm a real vinyl fan for sure, but if I can not have to travel with them, I prefer because, you know, traveling with vinyl is not always so handy. Yeah, uh, let's let explain to, to our listeners and, and our viewers that basically vinyls are really heavy to carry around. <laughs> let's say that it is an object you have to carry around. And if you do a long mix, you have to have many records. So it's it yes. really weighs a ton, actually. Uh, to quote a famous uh, famous quote, yeah. So basically, also to, also to explain to to our listeners that B sides were basically the the reversed side of a vinyl, where there were some exclusive music, maybe some unreleased something, a remix, a bit more indie music than the commercial yeah. sides from the A side. So that's why I'm, now I'm explaining it because some people are 
listening and they are not used to vinyls and uh, not the same age maybe as we are. So <laughs> let's, let's make it. Uh, 18 since yesterday, 18. Oh, <laughs> now you can drink alcohol now, lady. That's not exactly. nice. <laughs> not that you have to, but in case you want, now you can. <laughs> exactly. I'm glad, I'm glad. <laughs> Yeah, I just turned uh, 20 last last month, so yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's awesome. Yeah. Now you can drink in the States. Oh, no, I think it's 21. 21, yeah. Still in the rage, though, but okay. <laughs> so you, you're, you're not digging anymore, but uh, do you still um, buy some records sometimes when you have a crush on, on something? I don't know. I gotta say, everybody asks me this question, like, so often. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> No, it's fine. No, it's fine. It's just because I honestly say no, I don't buy any records anymore. I pay so much for already uh, iTunes, Record Pool, Spotify, those things, all the material that I have to buy, the new needles, the vinyl. I, I know I don't have to change it all the time, but I had to buy now a new computer because my computer fucked up. Um, it's just another time nowadays. Okay. And also, there's so many songs and I'm obsessed with songs and I download so many songs that which I'm, for example, I have free record pools. Uh, uh, there are some people that uh, send me free material to promote their songs and stuff like this. Nice. Uh, so I do have access to free record pools. So I'm blessed, let's say, but I also have record pools that I pay. So in other words, that's more than enough for me. I have a lot of vinyl that I'm actually not using nowadays. Why would I buy more? Yeah, sorry. Yeah. No, and that's also, just a question. There's not, no, a, lot of, there's not a lot of, I think there's not a lot of songs that come out nowadays. I don't know. I have to say, I don't even go there. I don't even go there because I don't really want to spend my money nowadays on vinyl. I know that now vinyl has become a different business. I know vinyl now yeah. is a hipster business. Sorry to call it like this. No, it's but, super expensive um, now. So it's a different type of people. There's people who have this hipster turntable in their living room and they, exactly. they just like to have this beautiful artwork on their wall. And it's a different thing. I really wanted to play with the vinyl, right? So now It's I can dirty. play on Serato and I can play the music on Serato. So I know it sounds disgusting, but that's just the way it is. I don't no, buy vinyl not. anymore. But if it's, if it's my birthday and you want to buy me vinyl, I will be so happy. So okay, happy, so, so happy. guys, her birthday is the 20th of February. So if you want to send her records, <laughs> please do. She 28, will love it. 28, 28 of February. Ah, 28. Oh, last day then. Last yeah. day of February. Okay. <laughs> Hopefully you're not born on the 29th or, you know. <laughs> no, it wasn't that year. It wasn't that year. It would have been the first oh of March. <sighs> But one yeah. day you would have uh, celebrated your birthday one every two or three years. Exactly. It would have been perfect. <laughs> I age really slowly, you know. <laughs> okay. Um, and, and by the way, you know, there's no rule about vinyls or not. I, I'm obsessed with vinyls, but it does mean that the others that are not, are not good or not. You know, it's everybody's mm -hmm. feeling. And I know it's kind of, uh, it's a vortex, actually. As, as soon as you put the, a step in it, it's It's over because you spend a lot of money in it. You know, just a single record is 30 bucks. When I was younger, I it was 
less sometimes a full LP so an album for a long play let's say would be like between 15 and 20 euros so yeah it was... also it depends a bit on where you buy it if you buy it in a shop of course it's more expensive than in a yard sale or something like this yeah, but course, still yeah. I gotta say when I just a little thing uh, before when I used to play only vinyl even for the parties I played only vinyl and I bought a lot of vinyl that period everything I got from the parties like the money I was paid was directly injected in the vinyl so it's and more even so I literally never made money of it in the beginning I did but it was uh, re re-injected which is actually cool because I love my vinyl wall yeah yeah because you showed us a, a nice really nice uh calax the famous uh, yeah. <laughs> you know the famous uh, piece of furniture from ikea it's not a sponsor of the advertising but <laughs> actually it's something that every dj's with vinyls has at home because it's easy yeah. it's kind of cheap and it fits perfectly vinyl records in it so you had a, yeah. a big one with a, a lot of records in it uh for the people who are just listening for this uh podcast yeah so oh that's cool yeah actually i did the same as well when i was uh, babysitting actually everything every money i made was injected as well in records when uh when i was babysitting. Yeah. you know what my first jobs as a student so i was like okay now it's for music, so awesome. Yeah, I know it's a lot of money. It's good to know you're babysitting, so I can call you sometimes. No, just kidding. <laughs> we can arrange something, you know. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> She's the best, so everything will be it will be great. Yeah. So, um, so uh, maybe we, if you like, we could uh, talk a bit about uh, being a mom and a DJ. Maybe no. What do you think? Yes. Awesome. How do you uh, how do you feel as a mom? as a dj mom first of all a lot of people uh think like yeah you will never be able to do it anymore uh, being a mom okay i would say the f the only reason why i wouldn't be able to do it is because it's covid and everything is closed because uh, the truth the truth is uh in the beginning before covid uh she was born in march 2019 so we had a little period without covid with her I still traveled with her. I took her to Barcelona to DJ. I took her to Ibiza to DJ. I took her with three months. I took her to, I even DJed with her at a pool party in Ibiza because my babysitter wasn't really so, well, in my eyes, not so trustworthy. The situation, so trustworthy, yeah. So yeah. I just took the baby because I called the promoter and I said, is there a lot of people? And he said, oh, so sorry, Kisa, I didn't make a lot of promo. There's not so many people. And I said, okay, can I bring my baby? He was like, yes. And I literally DJed with her on my arm. Oh, nice. So I didn't do no bee juggling that day. <laughs> oh, um, baby juggling. <laughs> <laughs> and it went actually quite well. I don't say it went easily because uh, she's still a real baby. So she does move and does want to go there and there and cries and stuff. But she didn't do that that day. She was really uh, founded that she was DJing with me over there and it was really nice. But for the rest, uh, yeah, I did take her everywhere. I took her to Switzerland to DJ. What I did basically was I brought somebody or a local person that I know or somebody that I really trust, of course, to the place. And they would watch her only the hours that I'm DJing. And I would be before and after I would be with her. And it was actually the perfect job, I would say, to, to combine with the baby because I didn't have any nine to five where I had to be gone all the time. I was with her all the time from birth till now, I would say even. 
And yes, we do music together and she's used to it. And I won't say it's easy at all. No, it's really hard, but grown with it. And she even says, mama is going to work. She's going to dry. She's going to. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> yeah, it's really. And then, then I say, what are you doing? She's like, I'm working. I'm saying, what do you do for work? She's like, dry. She, yeah, she's dry in, you're in like Dutch. spinning, basically. And spinning. And it's really funny. Nice. And she even does her hands like this. And it's really funny. Oh, so, um, and she loves music and she's very musically and stuff like this. So I would say I really love being a mom and a DJ. And I also, during COVID, I did some lives and she was there. But I didn't do it like, oh, I'm going to take my baby in the life because then it's cool or something. No, like my life is with my baby. She's not here now because she's at school. She's two years and a half and she's going to school right now. But it's only new. Normally, she's always here. She would have been here in the interview too. Um, but so the reason why she was in my COVID videos was because we basically weren't allowed to see anybody. So not, uh, even my parents or somebody. So in other words, she was always with me and she wasn't in the video. And if you see the video, you say, wow, she sits in a chair and she's so nice and she listens. And she, that was the reason, the reason was because the whole day I was making her tired in the parks and playing. <laughs> so she would finally sit in a chair because she never, ever wants to sit in a chair. And you will see during the videos in the, in the 10 or the three minutes I play, she starts crying in the end. And don't ever think that after crying, you can put her back in the chair. In other words, I had to do the session 100% perfectly because I didn't, didn't have three chances to film it again. So let's say it's very challenging to be a DJ mom. And of course, uh, it's better that you do all the big things before you have a baby. But on the other hand, I think we're managing quite well as a team. And if I look at the videos before, I say, wow, this is amazing, you know? So yeah, like everything in life, the more challenging something is, maybe the more beautiful the results for you as a person. Yeah. Wow. You're a true philosopher. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's nice. Thank you for, for your input. It's uh, really inspiring, actually. Thank you. Because, uh, Thank you. yeah, as women, sometimes we think maybe having babies or not. And for many women, it means stopping what you like to do. Because, yeah, is, actually. I got to say, on the other hand, if I put a little asterisk in this quote or in those sentences, um, if I had had help, I would have used it. If I could have put her somebody uh, with somebody else in the meanwhile, I'm DJing, I would have used it, but I didn't have it. So I didn't use it, but I still did what I wanted to do. And that's why she became also who she is today. But easy? No, it wasn't easy. It was definitely crazy hard. And sometimes if you would look at what I did to prepare her, prepare her, for example, for a live, for a video, I put a whole parkour of new toys I put uh, here the banana, here the juice, here the, uh, the choco, there the this. So she goes on eating and she doesn't whine too much and she doesn't fall on a cable or something like this. And madre mia, it's actually not so easy, but, uh, but it's really fun. And it, like, what, like what I say, if I look back in hindsight and we watch the videos together, I also watch the videos with her. She's like, ha, 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 ha. And I'm like, yeah, it's actually kind of funny. And it's really, yeah, it's so, nice. Yes, you, you have to be really well organized, but still have faith in yourself, basically, to be a yeah. DJ mom. I just think everything happens for a reason. I would say if, uh, if I could have put her somewhere else, I would have done it and it would have been easier for me. But now that she's been there, it's also, it's also perfect, you know? Like everything is perfect in its own way. 
It is. <laughs> it is. It is. But uh, uh, I think we we met uh, now a long time ago for uh, for a workshop. But yes. um, you you told me that uh, you were um, when you were pregnant, some promoters were kind of weird with you, or I am. Uh... I heard uh, from a DJ, a famous DJ in uh, the States. She was, she had a similar situation to mine. I heard from her that it was better not to say anything about uh, being pregnant. Okay. Makes sense because, yeah, I don't know exactly how to say it, but there's different reasons why promoters wouldn't book you anymore. First of all, because maybe of the risk that something happens. Okay, you mean the health For risk. Example. Yeah, let's say a health risk, uh, okay. auditive or something, somebody pushes you or you fall or something like this, health risk. Yeah. Or also the fact that you, for example, might not come up, come come to the gig because you're sick or I don't know what. Or when you have the child, they might not book you because if the child is sick, you might not come, stuff like this, which actually... Well, but I'm saying this for a gig, but I'm saying this for any kind of job you're looking for. Yeah, actually, it is. Yes. Yeah. They would rather have somebody who has no child because it's less complicated, let's say. Yeah. Mm. You mean it, it, there is less risks involved, basically, for them? Uh, no, there's res less risks involved. And also it's less complicated because sometimes, for example, people want to work with people who can fly from today till tomorrow to this, to that, to that. The life I used to live was like this. It, I, I used to fly like from here to there, to there, to there. Mm -hmm. And this wouldn't be able, I wouldn't be able to do this anymore, for example. I would know, I would, I would be able to fly, but I would have to know much in advance to be able to organize myself. Yeah. Yeah, of course. I mean, you have another human being to take care of. So of course you have to be organized. And that's why maybe promoters will rather book somebody who has no baby than somebody who has a baby. Which in my case actually doesn't make sense because I would always come to the gig and she would always be fine, right? Because I'm well surrounded and I have a backup plan. But of course, I have to ask those people. So, so basically what you're saying as well is having a good support system or creating your own support system to be able to continue your passion and your work. Huh? Yes, Passion. Which is actually, Irius, nowadays, uh, sorry to, be, to put a bummer on the happiness, but I think it's kind of irrealistic nowadays with the COVID situation. Uh -huh. Because there's one month, everything goes well and it's booming. The other month, everything is closed. I have to say, nowadays, I don't really see so much happening or uh, I don't see the future in the DJ business nowadays. Okay. No, no, no but yeah. uh, I mean, you're realistic. It's and true. It's true, uh, in, uh, probably in April, May or something, everything's going to go open again and there's going to be a lot of gigs until probably September, October, and then everything's going to be closed again. Oh, yeah. The infinite loop of COVID, yes. Of But course. how can you keep on going? Like, seriously, you can keep on going because you have your name and you have your connections, mm -hmm. but you can't be a serious DJ if you only go a couple of months, yes, a couple of months, no. For me, and yeah. If you live from that, it would be difficult not having... But I'm talking about living from it and I'm also talking as an artist, like to be on top of your game, to be on top of the music technically and musically speaking, no. Because also I see a lot of names pop up, but I also know that those people haven't been practicing. I mean, practicing in the large way of... of I don't only talk about turntablism, but no, no, I, course, think I talk about practicing like musically speaking or updated with music and everything. I think it's important and you can't expect it from somebody who cannot cannot put time in it because he has he uses his time for another job. 
What would you recommend for an aspiring DJ, especially a young girl or someone that identifies as a, as a woman or a girl? And uh, what would you say to, to her, to, to them, to, to say, uh, you want to work in the music business? Here's my tips for you. <laughs> If you have some. Sure. Yeah, definitely. First of all, I think you really have to love it. I know it's a cliche, but it's really like this because it sounds so flamboyant and beautiful and amazing. But actually, the truth is, uh, it's first of all, sometimes you're lucky. For example, I see in Belgium a lot of agencies that promote a lot of people nicely. And I see that those people can focus only on the musical job, which is amazing, right? It is. And also I see Belgium as a country, a small country, but it's either or you can be thanks to, for example, agencies and internal cliques, I would say, you can easily become world famous in Belgium. Nowhere else in the world, but world famous in Belgium, if you understand what I mean. Kind of. Can you explain more for the people that are not living in Belgium? Because we know, but people outside maybe... For example, uh, there is groups in Belgium, uh, press groups, let's say, that all hang together. The national radio, the magazines, the exactly. agencies. And if you are inside that group, then you literally made it world famous in Belgium. That's my, my uh, copy written on copy me expression, because I think it's so funny, right? It is, um, actually. Yeah. Uh, and then, actually, you will always have access to everything. And if you're not inside this group, uh, you won't, right? But then it's okay, because then uh, you can still do your own thing. You can still do gigs. But it's just you won't be in, in that press group, let's say, and in those connection, uh, the connection world, eh? which There's is also, cycles. of course kind of inner cycle yeah. have. I got to say it would yeah it would of course everybody I think uh, everybody wants to be in that connection world because it's easy and I'm not in that connection world because I'm a little bit in that connection world but not so much because I think also because I've been living 15 years in Barcelona the most of my time and I'm, I'm more in the connection world of Barcelona because every country and city has a similar thing but in Belgium it's very over the top like I think for example in Spain I think it's because Belgium is small and Spain is bigger. So in Spain, it's you have this also, but not so present, yeah, so clear, so cl present or so clear. Yeah. Mm. So uh, like this. Yeah. What was the question again? <laughs> Sorry. No worries. Um, no, it was really uh, what I would say to the girls. Yeah. yeah. So first of all, I would say get well surrounded, get well connected. So it's a network, basically. A network or I don't know. I don't know. I think also if you live here and you've always lived here, um, you won't have a problem with it because if you're interested in this world and you uh you like to go out to those things you will easily get connected and if you're you've been living here of course it's not from today till tomorrow eh? if you have years living here i think it will be easy to get this connection but it's important uh first but that's maybe number one to get to really dj and to get a platform let's say Uh, and then uh, I would also say some mistake I made. I didn't do classes in the beginning. I learned everything by myself. But I would actually, if I could turn back the hands of time, I would do classes in the beginning. Okay. And even if it's even if it's expensive, do classes in the beginning because then you don't need so many classes. It's just technique. It's like riding a bicycle. Once you know how to hold the bicycle, you just have to practice. Or skateboarding, you just have to practice. So do some classes, pay some classes, not so many, just some. And learn how to DJ and then at home practice like a nuthead. I would say like this.
in second advice would be then invest in yourself <laughs> uh, yes invest in yourself exactly but invest in yourself money-wise paying somebody for classes and secondly invest in yourself time and dedication to the music and the, and the skills yeah, yeah yeah because sometimes people think that djing is just pushing buttons <laughs> yeah. yeah but it's also sometimes <laughs> but not always and not only let's say so um what would be your input on on that uh, and then we we go back to the bigger question but um so what do you mean by practicing for the the people that don't know what djing is or especially what it is not in journalism but in uh, the djing you practice in clubs and and, and venues and parties so what is training for you so there's different types of training uh first of all there's the mixing but i think the mixing is the base it's the basis and it's things that nowadays more or less most of the djs i would say only mix right that's the thing so the scratching the beat juggling and the body tricks uh, they are a little bit left behind at least for the things that i see of course yeah scratch djs of course don't leave it behind eh? That we no, know. no, no, no worries. But it's 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 a it's the truth. I mean, I'm just uh, saying the majority of DJs nowadays only mix. That's exactly. what I see. What I see. Okay, but it's cool. It's cool. I also often only mix because it's easier and to get a not uh, not head routine inside of your exactly. mix. Of course. Mm. So mixing is the basis, let's say. And for the mixing, yeah, you can practice. And I think with mixing, you can still do very interesting techniques, uh, which are, for example, wordplays. Okay, what word do you plays. mean by wordplay? So we explain a bit in, in depth for uh, people who don't know what it is. But I also don't really often see it so much, but okay. I think it's nice to do. Uh, wordplays means that you take some sentence or a word from one song and you go over or juggle or play with it with the next song. Okay, for example, something for example, like Missy Elliott and Sean Paul, and something like that, or you know, like yeah, yeah, or it could be it could be a word that is repeated, or it could be something that makes sense, or a joke, or something like that. For example, uh, I'm the man, I'm the man, I'm the man. Who's that girl? Voilà. That, okay. That, 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 that. For example, classics. Okay, yeah, basically, something. yeah, to create something that's like a question and answer or a sentence. Yeah with words, playing with the lyrics, basically, of the song. Yeah, and then there's also a technique that I learned in New York, um, which I love. I love it. And I know in Brussels, they hate it. Not everybody, because there's a lot of scratch nerds that will love it, too. <laughs> But um, let's say the mainstream crowds would not always appreciate it. But sometimes they don't even know they're appreciating it, because if it's well done, they will appreciate it. Okay. Uh, which is quick mixing. I love to quick mix. Yeah, a lot of uh, actually, uh, quick group, mix, actually. Yeah, they do that a lot. I love it. I learned it from uh, Kit, Kit, Kit Capri. Kit Capri is a crazy Ooh. DJ from uh, New York. I mean, I learned it because Legend. I listened to him and I saw him and I, I saw the party going crazy with the quick mixing technique. But you have to know, like, in New York, they love quick mixing and I love quick mixing. Yeah, but actually... Because it's a hard technique. It is super hard because you have to do it yeah. really, really, really good. And you have to be uh, really energetic, precise, uh, on yeah. time. And so when you, when you start mixing... And you have to prepare your sets. You have to prepare your set. And that's also something else. I hear some DJs sometimes brag about, I never prepare my sets. And I think it's actually loser to say this. Sorry to say this, but 
First of all, I think it's underestimating the work of DJs who do put time and effort in their sets. Thank Secondly, you. which DJ on earth, please, ever woke up having all their sounds done, downloaded, organized, and queued up <laughs> on earth? If this is no preparation, then what is it? And also, if your songs are really a mishy-mashy of things without any order, you're not telling me that you can play a decent set. You might play a set, but you cannot play a decent set. I don't say I organize all my songs from A to Z, but I have five songs that go well together, three songs that go well together, and I can swim into that pool, right? But if yeah. you really, really, really have no preparation whatsoever, you can never do a quick mixing, or you never do a wordplay, you never do a beat juggle, I mean, if you really never prepare anything, your set is never going to be 100% on point because you can't go fast. You're going to be able to swim and then eat spaghetti and go back to another song. Ali, there's levels to this shit. Eh? So yeah, of course I can play. A, of course I can play a set without practicing. Of course, yes, everybody can. But if you if you prepare your set, your set will be hot like lava, flavor, flavor. So that's where we come. Amen to, to that. <laughs> yeah, you can't. You can't. Uh, yeah, it's good that you cannot. Don't don't have to prepare. Bravo, bravo. But maybe maybe you should. Do you think it's something from recent DJs that because maybe they lack skills or knowledge, so so they kind of brag that they just like come put their USB stick or records and they, and they just play, or it's more like um, a state of mind. What do you think? I would say. I would say if you're dealing with a DJ who has a lot of techniques, the turntablism, the beat juggles, the scratching, the quick mixing, uh, the word plays, well, I would even say most of all the word plays and this, and this quick mixing because quick mixing and word plays without preparation is almost impossible, I would say. Uh, yeah, actually, yeah. it's kind of far. So let's say, I won't say impossible, but hard. Yeah, keep you it up. You can do one, but not 20,000. So it's all no, okay. No, no, no. Uh, so I would say, I would say it's maybe people who don't use those techniques. Yeah. I don't say they cannot use them, but probably won't use them so often. Yeah. Maybe. Mm -hmm. And do you think, unfortunately, they, because I love them. But do you think that they fear people's reaction or they maybe just say, okay, it's too old? Maybe I won't go into that. What do you think? Or they, I think they don't even think about the technique. <laughs> DJ Craze will, will just like scream at us right now, like, yeah, they don't think about the technique. I will send, I will, I will send him the video. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, shout out to DJ Craze, by the way, the, the goat, because uh, this guy is always putting the technique really, really, really thoroughly. In and shout out to DJ Ease. Oh, yeah, DJ Ease. Hello, DJ Ease. Yes, of course. Yeah, he made a, a, a tremendous parkour last year with the DMC. Wow. Uh, my God. Woo! Yes. But actually, he's already, before that, he was already 12 time US champion. So, yeah. yeah. Of course. Champion, 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 champion. How many times can you say it's It's almost a quick mix? Yeah, it is a quick mix. Champ, 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 <laughs> champion. <laughs> yeah, but it, it, it's done uh, an amazing parkour. And uh, in Path last year, I was uh, looking at uh, the Goldie Awards from A Track. Yes, uh, it was really he won. He won it. Yeah, but, uh, my God, wow, uh, amazing level, amazing level. And also, Ease is somebody I've seen him often live, like even practicing. Uh, I've seen him like at home practicing, and he said, uh, like I would say, you can give him whatever type of rubbish material, 
and no preparation whatsoever. But of course, he has his preparation in his computer and he has his preparation already done, right? It's not like he's never prepared, mm. but he has this natural flow. It's crazy. Ooh. It's not like he has to really do the routine 20,000 times because uh, before he has it, he, he really has this because yeah, he's been practicing before, right? It's not from yesterday. No, I, I think... I think he's a beast, right? Uh, I mean, I've for seen me, it. he's a beast, oh, and also he's a party rocker. I like those combinations because a nerdy scratcher and stuff—it's I think sometimes a bit boring. But the party rocking. Sorry, uh, guys. <laughs> yeah. Joking. It's true. No, uh, that's true. But a party rocking DJ, I like it, like with technique. Yeah, may maybe sometimes um, turntablism and uh, I mean making music with the turntables for those who doesn't know and and scratching and all those techniques maybe they have kind of a nerdy image that doesn't go along with party and yeah having fun but actually it's if you don't have fun with it maybe you should not do it. Well, right? actually, uh, the first party rocking DJs from France, because Paris is really the place to be for the turntablism in Europe. DJ Cutkiller, DJ Goldfingers, those were really the names that combined party rocking with techniques. And for me, that's Walhalla, and that's, per that's perfect. Huh? Yeah, I mean, I remember... And nowadays, a lot of ladies also do this. Huh? Uh, DJ Soal, DJ... Um, uh, Lady Styles. There's a lot of DJs in, in France that do, there's what's her name again? The the other one. La Typique? I'm so sorry. Huh? La Typique? No, there's a girl in, in France. Yeah. You have she also dances. Well? She also dances. Like she's also break dancer. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um I forgot her name. But uh yeah, yeah, she and she she was a Red Bull champion, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, um, in France, there's a lot of DJs, but I feel sorry for her now that I forgot her name. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, oh, yeah, but she's a dancer, too. She's a break dancer. She's a really yeah. good one. And she, she has a, a, an amazing uh, level in uh, turntablism and, and DJing. And she was a, a champion. Uh, I think she, was, she went third or second for, for Red Bull a few years ago. Yeah. Um, oh, sorry, I forgot her name. I feel bad now. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. I feel bad now. But okay, maybe you no can worries. put it in the comments after the... After yes, the, we will do that and we'll uh, correct that maybe in the intro or the outro of, the, of, the, of that. No worries. Exactly. <laughs> sorry, sorry again uh, about your name. And then there's DJ oh, Chess. We know from, you. From and we see you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, we see you, yeah. But uh, um, DJ Chess from Spain. We have also DJ Pearly from New York. I think oh, she's Pearly, from New York. Yes, oh my God. <sighs> champion, yeah. DMC champion yeah. again. Yeah. True, true, true. So, yeah, a lot of girls. Ah, yeah, and then uh, the little one, uh, what's her name again? From Monster Kids. Uh, uh, Livia, DJ Livia. Yeah, DJ Livia. Yeah, yeah, true. You have, uh, and you have Sprinkles as well that I discovered this year on the Goldie Awards as well. She has yeah. amazing energy. I think she's 14, 15, Max. Yeah, I never heard about her. And, yeah. uh, and the twins, there's two kind of cute uh, earphone with cat fur here <laughs> and it's so cute and and she has amazing energy and she does like prom uh, balls she I mean wow she's really amazing and she has really a uh, great energy so basically shout out to all you girls and ladies awesome. we love you uh <laughs> yeah definitely 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 keep it coming yeah and uh, basically this uh, podcast is uh for all of you and us so because I think uh we hear a lot about 
the guys uh, in this world, but not enough about the, the ladies. So it's getting um, better. It's getting better, actually. I think that the, the ladies are, it's, it's changed a lot from, let's say, 10 years ago till now. There's a lot of ladies in the game. I also think it's because it's become a little bit more accessible with the material. As you said before, tech, technology has changed. And that's also a point that, uh, that changed. And also the accessibility to contacts, like we said before, through the internet. Yeah. yeah, social network helped a lot as well for the music industry. It did. Yeah. Even though when internet came, everybody in the big labels were like, oh no, it's dying. We will lose money from the CDs and blah, 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 and the cassette. Yeah, old school. Huh? But, but now, I mean, it's all about the streaming, the number of likes you have, the, the, the social media. So you have to, to be basically your own promoter. But by the way, how do you deal with that? Do you have an agent? Do you do everything by yourself? Yeah, I do everything by myself, but if anybody wants to deal with my shit, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, because, because um, no, the thing is, uh, I do everything myself and it's got its positive points and its negative points. The positive points is you can do as you like, when you like, how you like, you're never excluded from something, uh, you can always let's say try and so on and the negative part is that you sometimes also don't really enter somewhere because you're not supported by agent and as I'm a girl sometimes if I'm not supported by agent I won't get the place that maybe a girl supported by a renowned agent will get so like this uh, for example I will get a booking but I will get less pay or I will get a booking and I will be the opener or I might not even be contacted because I'm not with somebody or stuff like this, you know? Again, but it's kind of cycles. Kind of, uh, you know, yes. cycles of people or just, who would you find an agent, basically? Just a simple uh, You contact the agents. There's a lot of agencies. You can, can just basically just contact them. But it's not so ABC, one plus one is three. Yeah? It's not like this. So they have to already know you, like you. you but uh, you can't just presume that just because you're a girl and you DJ that they will take you. Eh? Of course. But actually, that's kind of good as well, because as we just mentioned before, there's a lot of um, males in this uh, business, less women, of course, that a lot of business, but this one especially. So it's maybe better to choose women to that have skills that just choose any woman for having a woman of on course, the lineup, of right? Course, of course, of course, of course, of course. Yeah, of course, of course. I mean, I, yeah. I'm for the, the most diversity uh, always, but yes, it's always hard for. So yeah. when you don't know the, the anything on the on the buttons and how it works, so it's kind of kind of overwhelming somehow and really so strange she really didn't know how to mix so it's another problem <laughs> so, wow yeah i don't know and the guy was just like okay uh yeah we, we want some diversity so now we have we, we put any girl on, on literally any girl but i know her so poof but she doesn't know how to mix she told you that she doesn't want to do it and she's not okay and you know, so it was kind of weird. But, Crazy, yeah, yeah. You know, some kind of weird experience. So, did you have some weird experiences as a as a as a as a woman uh, on the DJ world? And how do you definitely? And how did you cope with that? Oh, actually, in the beginning, I thought always it was sad or it was annoying or this or that. And now I'm totally immune to that. I really don't give a fuck anymore. I mean, I'm used to it, and 
everything is fine. Like you're used to what? Tell me if you can. If you I'm, could. I'm used to uh, yeah nightlife uh, adventures. Let's say like a night light nightlife promotional uh, stories. Let's say for me either it goes very well and everything is really smooth and you're really treated amazingly great and that's really nice and it happens often also of course or uh, there's there's some weird stuff going on for example one time i was uh, one time i was booked as a dj for a big 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 club and they said yes so now we booked uh, you as a female dj So I would like you to do exactly as I say, because I don't just book a female DJ like this. So as you are a female DJ, you will do exactly as I say. And I even paid you. What? So stuff like this. Yeah, but (gasps) yeah, stuff like, and you will maybe, you will will also know that you're not paid like the other DJs, uh, masculine DJs. And you also know that you are the opener and you also know that you cannot play hits. You're not, which is normal if you open, of course, but yeah, because you have to work the, the if crowd. You if you don't, if you cannot play, uh, if you only can, because you're only allowed to play songs from that time till that time, so old songs, let's say, uh, in a new club, right? So okay. if you're only allowed to play old songs and you're only allowed to play no hits whatsoever, then of course automatically you won't get a crowd so hype like for example the man that comes after you with all the hits mm. in a club because we're talking about club scene not about underground i don't know what scene yeah, yeah of course of course so they got the, the pro- protagonism because i can also do the the hit set of course right but basically what you're saying is being put in the corner of or the opener or the female dj having the chance to being paid Ooh, yes. My God, that was so sexist. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> I wow. even have more. I even have more, but I don't even know if I can. No, do no, no. But here. basically, you're not putting yourself at the best of your game either, because it's a double, double strike on you. Because first, you just have to to play for just a certain amount of time, and you can't show your full range of skills. Capacity. Yeah. To lit the place up. You are not allowed. No. So basically, when people will see you, they say, oh, meh, that's a cool DJ, but okay. It's okay, but she's always this old school and uh, she could she should play something newer and this and that, but you cannot, yeah. Yeah, but basically, Stuff it's like really the- interesting that you, you, you're talking about that because maybe people in the, in the clubs, they don't know about the, the opener job is to literally yeah. start the party, but slowly. slowly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So... It's kind of a reduced role. It depends because okay. you have parties. You have parties where, for example, originality is key. Perfect. Um, okay. And there, if you're even if you're opener, you will be able to do something new, crazy, original. Maybe okay. not rocking the party, but you will be able to enchant the people with new discoveries, for example, right? Okay, so you can... And even as an opener in a in a club, you can still, even though I had to play the songs from that year to that year and no hits, I could still enchant the people. But the club vibe mm. is, of course, going to be bigger when you play the hits in the middle of the night. A bit of Mixed bit with original songs and stuff like this, of course. But if you are not allowed, then you cannot really get this effect. Mm. Of course. Yeah, the, the famous wow effect. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. So, yeah. Do you think it's starting to change a bit right now? Or it's still kind of fixed as... I think DJs have changed, uh, but we're talking... I mean, 
it, it depends on which country we're talking about actually and it also depends on on every woman their experience because i think not because i'm a woman i have the same experience as every other uh, dj woman of course let's say but for myself for example i got to say in barcelona I'm in my juice. I'm really appreciated. I'm really popular as a DJ. I have, I have, some, they treat me like the king, as I said before. There, I, I have no, yeah, I cannot say anything. I am treated like God in France and I'm in Spain. Imagine. Nice. <laughs> like this, I cannot, I cannot complain. But some other places sometimes, when they don't know you yet so well, sometimes you will have to first prove yourself. Well, it's like this. And even if you prove yourself, sometimes if you are not good enough, then it's not good enough. But if you're too good, it's not good also. Oh, what because do you mean? You're, I don't say that I'm the best DJ or something, but if you rock the party better than other people, sometimes it's also not so positive. Yeah, you mean because if you, you don't know them yet, if you don't, the shade on the other ones, I don't know. But sometimes they like to have mood party. I don't know. So, I gotta admit, also, I really like to rock the party, and I really like things that I've seen in Paris and in uh, New York. So sometimes when I'm in my juice, I like to rock the party, and then when I get the crowd, I really like to rock the party even harder, and I like to put as much energy, focus, practice inside it than I can experience in it and then I can and sometimes the effect is a bit bombastic Ooh. right yeah and nice. some people they don't they don't appreciate it oh and some people they do voila that's all I can say <laughs> yeah, but when people c come to see DJs I mean they usually read the names and they know what they are going for right yeah, but that's also something wrong, I think, because I really do play in different parties. I play in more underground parties. I play in more commercial parties. And when they once come to a commercial party to say, ah, oh, she's a commercial DJ. But that's not true. I just played for the commercial party, commercial music. You and also as a DJ, I think you have to be an all-round DJ. You cannot say I only play this or I only play that because a DJ is somebody who plays music and knows how to use the music and make a voyage of the music and into a clear beautiful trip for everybody to dance on trip on the dance floor yeah a real musical travel actually yeah yeah true 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 yeah yeah so that's why you kind of create your set as well with a certain mood or you change the mood or the bpm i mean the the, the rhythm you yeah yeah you you create something so it's not just yeah. only i just put music like random or by uh, algorithm like a streaming service yeah. but it's, i'm not a streaming service I'm, I'm a human being with sensitivity so i want to propose you guys to travel with me and come and let's dance or not or just listen or enjoy and yeah that's the job of a dj actually Are yeah yeah <laughs> and also like i said before for example um i said like yeah i like to do bombastic set that's true but i only do that in places where i think a bombastic set would hit would be popular because yeah. i won't do a bombastic set for example for a five-star hotel whether they're just eating a expensive dinner then i will do a jazzy funky soulful exactly. set with a little bit of samba and a little bit of this and a little bit of that. But I won't, I'm not crazy, right? I'm not going to do a bombastic set for something where they are supposed to almost be sleeping, right? <laughs> Basically, yeah, you have to adapt your your music to the crowd and to the place you're playing. And the, and the time as well, exactly. time, because timing is key. For example, when you play at two in the afternoon for, yeah, for a restaurant or a bar, you won't exactly. maybe play hardcore stuff or dancing stuff. As you <laughs> at midnight or at two in the night in a club, for example, because 
So did you did you do some weddings actually? That's it's a question I wanted yes. to ask you. Yes, yes. Did you I enjoy did it? Play, uh, always. I actually almost enjoy everything I do all the time. Perfect. Like with DJing, I always enjoy it. Even if it's a super commercial set, in the beginning I might think, oh my God, I don't feel like this and everything. But in the end, I like it. You know why? It's like creating a vibe, uh, creating a trip for people, adapting to the people and making them go on a trip and you get on the trip automatically. Oh, so it's really nice. Yeah, it is. For example, weddings. Yeah, there's uh, often very a lot of very popular songs and maybe songs I would never put at home and stuff like this. And I would never choose to play somewhere else. But once you get into this vibe and you see all those happy people together and everybody's dancing and having so much fun, then uh, you can automatically catch the vibe and, and be okay. And it's again the same. You don't just put one song and another song. You try to make sure that there's a voyage and if possible, a wordplay and a puzzle is the same. It's actually just uh, a DJ is the magician to make uh, like a cocktail of different songs into a, a play, let's say. Yeah. Yeah, actually it is. And, and I mean, I don't know for you, but what I, I really love to do is to see or to hear back from people saying like, wow, it was amazing. I loved it. And it was perfect for me when I, I was, I don't know, like I was traveling or I was exercising. I was having a hard time. It made me smile. Or exactly. I, I had the best time or I had the best wedding or we had fun together. And for me, it's like the best reward I can have. I don't know for you, but yeah. When For me, it's only the best reward I can have, but even going going to see a DJ, I have so much good experiences to, to watch a DJ play really nicely and smoothly and technique, musically, the flow, the voyage. I like this. I like to experience it. It gives a lot of energy and I think it's like some energy that you give and get and it's something continuous and it's amazing. Exactly. I mean, the vibes are given and taken and it's uh it's it, yeah it's an exchange it's uh really nice another topic about uh, giving and receiving do you take requests i have to say i'm a bit of a bad girl in that in that <laughs> one i know it's a, it's a sensitive topic for djs when you ask do you take i gotta requests? say look sometimes look for me the re the, the the rules are like this when really we're in the middle of the party and the party is boring and dead and nobody's dancing and the DJ, so in this case myself, uh, doesn't uh, get the party started, which is of course never the case. <laughs> it never happens. <laughs> then I would say, okay, it's interesting to hear somebody's input because maybe I'm doing this, uh, I'm taking it on a wrong end, right? So I think it's very interesting to hear somebody come to me and ask me for a song. So most of the times when it's really that party, I'm so happy somebody comes and asks for a song because it gives me an idea on where to go. Uh, and then I normally do it. But if everybody's dancing and you, annoying little freak from nowhere, <laughs> comes to break my voyage where we're going to everybody's hands in the air and everything like this, then I don't think, or it must be making sense. If it makes a lot of sense, and if I think it's a good idea, then I might do it. But if it doesn't make sense, musically speaking and BPM-wise speaking, and I have to go to Tokyo to come back to France and I'm already in Belgium, then I'm not going to do it. I agree. I agree because, uh, so, yeah, as you said, you craft your music voyage. So if you yes. break it to make a pit stop, let's say, <laughs> with another <laughs> song, you're like, oh, no, no. 
Also, it makes you have to look for the music. It makes yeah. you have to waste time. The people were just in this one verse out vibe and stuff like this. So no. Exactly. It's <laughs> it's not easy. Last question. What was your the, the stuff you're, you're most proud of music-wise or your best achievements or the highlights you had some at some point you, you, your best memory? I don't know. It could be all of that or just one. As you... Yeah, my highlights, I would say I won the mixing contest in Miami of the Festival Ultra. Ooh. And I, I didn't win, but I won the selection, the pre-selection. There, there was 10 people selected for the mixing contest because I really like to mix. And mixing, what I mean with mixing is not just put one song into the other song like we know, but I really overlaid the whole mix. So I used... Uh, First of all, musically speaking, I went from James Brown original songs to new school um, bottom songs and stuff like this. I mixed everything in a pot. It was one minute mix with, I think, 13 songs. Wow, that's a lot. And uh, it's on my website, djkisa.com. It's called Mini Mix Kisa or something like this. Okay. It's, an old, it's an old one. WMC, if you know this uh, contest in Miami, WMC is like a conference, musical conference, very, very known musical conference. Uh, and I won it for w WNC. So I was within the 10 best mixes or mixers. And I, then I had to perform live for DJ Serafin, if you know him. Oh, and okay. that's where I met DJ Ease, by the way, because he ah. was also selected. That He was also selected. And I had to go first. Oh. First. I hate to go first. Ooh. And I just came off the plane. I just arrived in Miami because I, I was late anyways, blah, blah, blah. I was late because um, circumstances. And so I came inside and they said, you have to go first. And it was not Technics, it was Newmark. So I know this is all st stupid, lame excuses, but still I was nervous. I was late. I was with the Newmarks and I really had sets with uh, old school songs from James Brown and stuff that are not just so precise, you know? Yeah, like, that it goes of, faster yeah. and slower and you have to like pitch the whole time. Oh, so yeah. Just one minute, I by the way, it's, that, that's called a quick mix. <laughs> Yeah, I love it. Huh? And my quick mixing. And so the thing is, I didn't do that mix live because I wanted to surprise. So I did another mix live, a more crazy mix because there was more uh, organic songs, I would say, inside it. Organic songs, I mean, because they were old, so they're, they're not always correct on time. Yeah, because they, they, they are made like uh, without... Musical instruments. Exactly. Musical instruments. So they go like, yeah. So you have to really pitch them constantly and this and that. And I've trained on it because I knew it. But um, I did the set, it was okay. But with the new marks, I didn't feel it was so neat. And I'm really glad that DJ Serafin, one of judges who was there, he said to me, can I ask you why you make your life so difficult? You choose organic songs. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. And I said to him, I'm so glad you noticed. I'm so glad yes. you noticed because, because other people would say, oh, she missed out or something, you know? And he's like, it was really cool idea, he said to me. But it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. By the way, congrats for that. But because yeah, yeah it, I, I didn't it, want the competition, but I won the selection. And then I don't know how much I, I wasn't in the top three. So I didn't like, was like the best. But I met DJ Serafin. I met DJ East for the first time. And when DJ East, he was second. So he was after me. When DJ East finished his set, I said, you are going to win. I didn't know him eh, at all. And he nice. was like, how do you know? And like, I know it. And he won. And so yeah. like this, we were always in contact, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, this is one of my highlights. And then another highlight would be uh, 
Uh, I played in Brazil for a club that was so amazing. I'm never going to forget it. I played in Santo Domingo in the Republic, uh, Dominican Republic. I played in Puerto Vallarta. Wow. I played in, uh, como se llama? Puerto Rico, Ooh. which was a crazy party with Rocksteady crew. What? Wow, yeah. legends. Wow. I played in uh, Fat Beats LA. I played when Fat Beats was still open. Uh, I, I think played they still in... have a shop there, right? No? No, it's closed. It's pop-up stores nowadays. Ah, okay, okay. My and bad. then you have, uh, then I played in um, in New York with Toka Tuesday's party, Tony Touch party with uh, DJ Spinna. Wow. Uh, I played in, yeah. I played in Tomorrowland in Belgium to put it to the whole other side. Yeah, let's say. You played at home sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For example, how do you go from a party with DJ Spina? I mean, it's a legend, but it's still really hip-hop and let's say underground at that time mm -hmm. to something like Tomorrowland. How do you do that? Yeah, like I said before, I think a DJ has to be an all-round DJ. You have to be able to, to win a crowd in every way. And it's just about uh, you're the musician of the music. So you just put the music in a cocktail pot. You mix it up right. You make sure that everything is sounding nicely for that crowd. And then that's also why you told me like, yeah, you go to the DJ because you know what, how he plays. I think that's boring. You should actually be surprised next time. But the technique and the setup and the ID should be good. Yeah. Yeah, true. I mean, maybe the DJ you go to see, it's not playing always the same. Of course, it should not. Because of course, it would be boring. Because each time you go to see the same shit, you, you'll be like... <laughs> no, I don't say the same music, but the same again? style. Not always the same style. Yeah, yeah. Same uh, energy, the same vibe, the same technique, or, or even better. That would be great, yeah. How do you feel being a DJ, basically? How do you feel it? I, I love it. And I think it's an addiction. For example, now... Uh, that I have a baby and COVID is here uh, I think like I should actually start doing something else and I would do something else but I cannot drop DJing like DJing is something that I love if somebody calls me like do you want to come DJ I'm like yes <laughs> like I love it okay yeah hell yeah so so uh, another question would be um do you have Ali let's say three favorite songs and why these and maybe what they represent to you could be old new <laughs> crush why not Or three songs that really stroke you at some point in your life, maybe oh. today or 10 years ago? There's so many songs. I always feel like I'm excluding when I say those things. Yeah, yeah. I will say three songs, but it doesn't mean that those three songs are the three songs I love or this or that. I just, I really like MC Light. Okay. Yeah. So uh, and I like the song that. Want What I Got. But I'm not talking about MC Light nowadays. Eh? Because MC Light nowadays, yeah, she's nice and everything. But I like MC Light back in the days. Yeah. When she was hardcore rapping. And I like the song, Want What I Got. I like it so much. It always makes me laugh so much because I think it's so cool and so hardcore and so funny. I think it's funny. Yeah. I know it's not supposed to be funny, but I, I always, it always makes me, make, makes me laugh. Yeah, I like it. So it's a, it's a mood riser for you. As soon as you put it on, you're like, oh yeah, nice. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. so when you have a, a down mood, you'll listen to that and that's okay. And I don't always listen to that or something, but if I would hear it or if I would put it on, I also have the vinyl 7-Eleven. It's really nice. Ooh, nice. And then um, uh, another one, maybe something very different. Vico C. It's a, it's a Latin artist mm -hmm. from Puerto Rico. And he, yeah, it's nothing, I, I would say generally Belgians wouldn't maybe automatically listen to him. But, but it's uh, 
I always dip everything a little bit in a Latino sauce because I've been dipped 15 years in a Latino sauce. So, and Vico C, Babia, I like this song. But of course, if you don't understand Spanish, it's maybe not so interesting. So basically, but, what, um, what is it? Is it about? Do you, can you explain? Babioso soy yo. It's about um, if you're angry, you should remain calm because that way you're strong. Let's okay. say one, that's, one sentence. That's good, good advice, actually. <laughs> yeah, I like it a lot. So because you made me think of it because you said like if you're down or something, if I would be down, I would maybe put on that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, baby, so okay. Okay. Nice. Babioso soy yo. Babioso really soy yo. Nice okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get Spanish at all. So. But if you look at the video, you will maybe get the vibe a little bit. Yeah. Okay. I would put. But it's, of course, if you understand the lyrics, it's going to be much more fun. Okay. I don't. I don't know if you will like it if you don't understand the lyrics. But still. I will. I will give it a try. Of course. Uh, Let me know. I'm Let kind me of know. new to Latin music actually, and I don't but, know a lot, so. I'm open. But it's not like uh, it's not like reggaeton or something. Eh? It's like, yeah, it's cool. It's uh, Babia is the song. And maybe something that you had a big crush on recently? Uh, like yeah, it's an artist from... Um, there's two artists from uh, Barcelona that I... There's also so many artists from Barcelona. And then there's also Reverie. There's so many artists. That's why I always feel guilty when I say this. Don't worry, don't worry. You but, can say uh, more than three, huh? You can say more than three if you like. Don't yeah. Worry. <laughs> There's Adnan and Dee Morse. It's like two artists from uh, from Barcelona that I know personally. They used to dance a lot, also hip hop and this and that. And we used to live very closely in the same Raval, in the same neighborhood. And they were amazing people. Voilà. And uh, they make really good songs, really good songs. And one of their new songs is Logre. Logre significa, it means uh, I, I made it. Oh, oh, and nice. it's a very ironic, cool song also. It's amazing. And it's very reality-based and it's perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, and it's very energetic and it's amazing okay. for a party or something like this. It's Okay, so very it's, not, cool. it's not only rap, it's more mainstream -y? I would say it's rap. It's definitely not mainstream. It's, okay, okay, okay. Uh, it's rap, okay. But it's, it's more underground rap, rap. Underground Moroccan rap from Spain. Oh, amazing. Okay, wow. Okay, yeah, Locre from D. Morris. It's amazing. It's perfect. Like this. Okay. It's very tacky. The French, they love it too because it's so energy, energy. And then there's another girl. She's called La Juicy Badass. She's also from Spain and she made a song Sinceramente. And I really like that song too. It's, it's got a bit of a Rosalia vibe, but she's not okay. that known. Yeah, I also really love Rosalia. I know she's become mainstream from very soon but i like her vibe i like her style i like her productions and i like her flamenco touch and i like her first album actually for sure yeah nice. and i like her you like i, her? I could continue like this I, there's so many things i discovered for example becca girl she got this uh, new vibe also very very young girl french girl raps uh, very energy also i really like her too because i think she's got something to tell Vénère, like in French. <laughs> Vénère. Yeah. Vénère, Vénère. I like it. I like uh, yeah, oh, okay. Nice. Reverie made a new album, and Reverie is somebody we used to book in Barcelona. She used to rap with Gavlin, Gavlin from LA, both girls from LA. They, she also has a new album, Sometimes I Like to Sing. Yeah, like this, there's so many artists. I also like all the on piano and uh, and uh, Afrobeat artists. I like trap also. Yeah. 
So I would have to I would have to open my computer and start to look, but I would never stop like this. <laughs> you will make it as a playlist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. DJ Kiss a playlist. Yeah, easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of. Uh, yeah, when you like something, it's uh, it's kind of flowing. There's a song um, going up. There's a new song going up, but I forgot his name. I think uh, Gion or something. His name is. I also like. It's a very uh, low vibe with a low voice and. Oh, it's amazing also it's such a uh, empowering ghetto song it's really cool and and unique uh, based upon unity and stuff like this it's really cool hmm. yeah interesting so uh talking about production do you do a bit of uh, or not at all no i actually don't do production at taji is his name taji going taji. Up, it's really taji, okay Yeah, and uh, production, I don't do production, but on the other hand, I actually do production because I make a lot of uh, mashups. So I like to do, for example, um, I gotta say, look, I, I, I don't do production, like I don't have this studio with the piano and the, uh, the instruments, stuff like this, and I don't do production, and I don't have logic, and I don't have those programs, and I don't do production. But I like to uh, sometimes with very simple programs at home, make a surprising effect in my party sets that are so bombastic <laughs> and, um, and where I quick mix. So I like to have this effect from, wow, she's playing, oh no, she's playing, oh, what is, what? What is that song again? <laughs> I like that effect. So what do I do in order to create that kind of um, very confusing vibe? Is I put a very famous instrumental, maybe old school, maybe new school, but very famous instrumental of a nice and smooth hit, but not a disgusting hit, of course, <laughs> over a nice and smooth lyrics from another cool, unexpected hit. This is what we call a mashup, and I like to make mashups. And I like to yes. not, I don't ever publish them or something because that's mine, it's my trigger into the figure. Ah, interesting. So you keep them for yourself and your crowd only. Yep, that's the way it goes. Yeah, interesting, interesting. Ooh, nice. It's a surprise element. So and now I'm given everything, and now I have no more job. You know what I mean? <laughs> No, 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 no. But so yeah, you were saying that basically you you were considering doing something else on the side to have revenue. Actually, I yeah, mean, uh, a regular income of uh, uh, stream of yeah. Income. I used to actually during COVID, for example, uh, sometimes things worked out much better than I thought because during the first two waves of COVID, there were a lot of all of the sudden projects that popped up online that were paid. Yeah. So, for example, I used to work for a team building company that did team buildings with a DJ, and I was the DJ after the cocktail workshop, for example. Nice. Or, for example, I was working for some magazine that also did the live stream and paid and stuff like this. So that was actually kind of working out. And then on the same, at the same time, I was also doing the events with the workshops for children and stuff like this. So it was kind of working out. But now I've, I find it hard, like I told you before, to see the future because one month, yes, one month, no, one month, yes, one month, no, it doesn't work for me like this. No, cool. So I'm trying to see if I can do preferably part-time job or four-fifths or something like this in some area in the industry, cultural area, largely seen, theater, dance, music, art, whatever, uh, something that I can relate to and I love. 
if I can do some kind of part-time job, I also have a master in, in translation, so I can also, I'm a copywriter, a communication uh, worker and stuff like this. So I can also Ooh. practically work in this kind of business. But we I mean- the same job. <laughs> ah, yes. You're I'm also a copywriter. I'm an advertising copywriter on the side, of course, yes. Wow. Say um, it doesn't have to be something like DJing or something, or, or but some if I can get some kind of stable job on the side, it would maybe not be such a bad idea. Yeah, I agree. Yes, because I mean, I think not only DJs, but all artists actually are thinking like that because, yeah, where do you play? And where do you, yeah. you get paid? There's ways, actually, there's ways you can still make money. And there will always be ways and creativity is eternal. So um, there will always be a way until you have this business plan thought out. Maybe the industry is again active. I don't know. Uh, Anyways, I would like to still continue DJing forever and ever and ever. And I will. By the way, I actually won a big competition. Oh, I uh, officially won the Studio Brussels Switch competition for a mix contest. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm there when there is a mix contest. (laughs) Tell us more, tell us more, yeah. That's actually kind of funny story. Last year, uh, I think, I don't remember which month the Ostend Beach Festival took place, but I think it was in August. Yeah, I think so too, yeah. And they made a um, Vibe. So Vibe is a platform where you can do sometimes, uh, yeah, you can read articles or you can do sometimes contents, contests or something. So I read that there was a contest for uh, opening uh, the Ostend Beach Festival in last summer. So I said like, oh yeah, okay, why not? I'm going to do that. And I made two profiles. I made one for the house and one for the hip hop uh, vibe. So I made a mix. I like, I also liked the challenge and I liked it also because I always liked house and I never really made a mix online with house music. So it made, for me, it was a double benefit. Challenge. Yeah, challenge and benefits also because then I finally have a house mix online, finally. Voilà. You know? <laughs> it sticks. So I was... <laughs> I was glad and uh, I actually never thought about it anymore. I made the mix, I uploaded it and that's it, right? And only now, like literally a week ago or something. Yeah, I have a private profile on Instagram because since I have my daughter, I don't like my profile to be very, very, very open anymore. So I don't usually add so many people unless... I know they're from Belgium and they've seen a gig or something. It doesn't matter. You don't have to know me personally, but normally I always ask, where do I know you from? And depending on where do I know them from, if you answer, then I let you in or not. <laughs> so, Depends yeah. on what you answer. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just saying it doesn't really matter. I, I'm not so I'm not so picky, but I just like to have a, some kind of uh, ID. Of like, for example, last time I played at Sphinx Festival, it was really nice and uh, for me it was a success and a lot of people added me after sphinx festival and i basically added almost everybody because i really loved the vibe and so that's why i'm saying it's not like you have to do an exam or something i just like to know where i know you from yeah basically you're kind of uh screening before accepting to uh, to build a healthier community yeah that i know that it's people who like the music on a festival and they want to follow me it's cool that's dope that's the aim of the game right so it's okay it is so uh normally i have to say i'm a bit behind on that because there's a lot of requests that i haven't really written to or this or that so one day last week i was like i have some time i'm gonna write hi hi where do i know you from copy paste copy paste copy paste and one guy he responded yes i know you because you won the studio brussel contest on for for opening ostland beach and i was like no 
I was like, no. I said, well, I said, I don't know. What do you mean? I said, what do you mean? And he's like, yeah, you are, I'm positive. That's why I added you. Uh, you, you won this contest. And I'm like, really? And I said, can you nobody prove told this? And you. he's like, nobody told me. What's so, that? yeah. So um, I said, can you send me a link or something? And he sent me the link. DJ Kisa wins the Ostend Beach Festival uh, opener. And I was like, wow, thank you so much for telling me because I actually really didn't know. And that's great news, actually. Thank you. You're making my day. Yeah. And then I was thinking I, did, I should actually ask, add everybody because you never know what pops up. I know, but it's double for me, right? True. And also everything's got its good parts and its bad parts. But I was really grateful that this person told me because I was in contact with the people from Austin Beach and they told me that I would open this year. And they were sorry because of the last year was very hectic. So I'm actually very glad that I'm opening Austin Beach uh, nice. next year. So this year, let's say. Yeah. yeah, and it's very amazing. I'm definitely, after talking to you like this, I'm maybe going to make a post out of it, uh, out of this happy, beautiful <laughs> news that is no no, no more news. But Yeah, uh, actually, yeah. it's funny that, that you, you were not contacted maybe by the organizer or even the, any, anyone telling you yeah. like, yeah, you won. <laughs> it's weird, right? Yeah. Who knows what happens? Eh? Who knows? We will never know. You will not know. I will not know. But it's everything is very uh, exciting. Yeah, but congrats again, and um, <laughs> and thank you for for uh, giving you uh, giving us some time uh, for from your busy schedule, of single DJ mom, because it's a lot of work, <laughs> and uh, we really uh, see that and we appreciate it a lot. Thank, thank you. you for your insights. Uh, do you have something maybe uh, to you would like to add or to? conclude with mm, yes what i really like to do is i like to play for the radio like it's something that i really like to do so much i love it because it's very challenging because it's always innovating and i also like the challenge of nobody sees you but you have to do it even more perfect than when everybody watches you because everybody's listening to you and they're only using their ears ears to judge you so i think it's a very interesting medium i love radio And I would love to play for the radio. So if anybody has a radio program and they want to invite me one day, I'm going to rock it as much as I can. There is plans. There are plans somewhere. <laughs> so don't worry. But uh, if you listen to people from uh, radios around the world, if you love to have a party rocker, DJ Kisa from Belgium, please get in touch <laughs> with her. So in the contacts, we'll put everything uh, from your uh, maybe Instagram, Facebook, or anything you need to get in contact with her. Because I heard as well you, you have a website. Yeah. I have a so, so you can get uh, in contact with Kisa and book her for venues, anything, uh, radios, uh, <laughs> festivals, uh, underground parties, super commercial <laughs> parties. <laughs> thank you, thank you, uh, yeah. thank you. Uh, so yeah, and uh, with the beautiful and cute Imani as well. So uh, thank you again. I wish you uh, a lot of uh, success with everything you do and um, strong health and uh, happiness with uh, Imani as well. And, thank uh, you. I wish you the same because you always have such good vibes. You are really you. a genuine, beautiful person. I like you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna. Blush. I mean, I like you <laughs> as a, as a person in the artistic world, of course. Thank you. <laughs> oh, I'm a, I'm a bit. Uh... No, it's true. You are authentic. You are you are nice. You're original, and you are genuine. So it's cool. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. It's a. Uh... Really nice compliment, and I accept it gladly. Thank you very much. And thank uh, you for setting up the podcast, and uh, I will follow you. I, I will. Uh, I will follow the other uh, podcasts. It's cool. 
So yeah, basically you can find this podcast uh, on the Radio Vacarme, a new radio uh, that will launch uh, in a few days now. And uh, yes. so we listen to this show, it will be recorded a few days before the launch. And so I will try to do it a monthly or bi-monthly uh, podcast, depends on the schedule and the schedule of the ladies as well, because they are really busy. So that's yes. easy, but it's kind of easy, uh, hard to have everyone on, uh, on the show. And, and yes, you can uh, listen to this podcast as well on all the platforms, because I will make sure they are on it. So mm-hmm. Spotify, Google, Apple Podcasts, Encore, uh, you have uh, and YouTube as well because we we are filming, uh, so you can have uh, everything on that. So bear with us and uh, thank you again, Kisa. Uh, see you soon and hope you have a good day with uh, with your beautiful daughter and and your beautiful energy. <laughs> thank you. Likewise. Have thank a nice you. Day.